0: ¡Nintendo! chat for the week of, what week is this? <laughs> April 24th, 2015. I am your unprepared host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. Joining me for now, because Brian will be here later, Brian Altano, who we all adore, is Per Schneider. Hello, Hello per. Hi, Jose. How's life? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right, so let's just jump right into it. Let's start with the Street Pass games, which you have been playing, Yeah. but I have not. I just started today, to be fair. So, is this worth the investment
1: uh the two street pass games so far i I don't know yet i mean it depends on how how long lasting they are the fishing game i dig Mm -hmm. i mean it's slower paced so it's a little bit more like you know you're you're flower collecting kind of like you're trying to collect all these fish you're trying to combine um you know you try trying to combine things to hook the right fish the gameplay mechanics are super simple of course yep but, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's cool, because especially because it lets you um, compare the size of the fish with your friends. Okay. So, like, each fish type has a leaderboard, mm-hmm. and you can see your street pass friends and how they rank.
0: So, what's the street pass side of it? Like, is it that you're getting bait from your friends? That's it, and, yeah. And that and just comparing
1: yeah. scores, as it were? Each one of your friends brings bait to the table and, you know, uh, exactly. And then, then you get the leaderboards option on top of that. Okay, okay. Um, which is, you know, it's very nice. Um, so I like that one, the zombies game as well. that that my only worry with that one is that, you know, once you've explored most of the game, it's gonna feel repetitive. Like mm-hmm. there is that potential, right? Like it's not the same type of, you know, collection game that at least mm-hmm. for me lasted longer. you know, I, yep. I loved yep. I loved the me Force shooter. When I played it, but yep. then it ended and then th- there wasn't much to compel me to go back. So yeah. I'm a little worried that it might be like that.
0: So Battlegrounds starts that way. yeah. yeah. Where it is a, a sort of a repetitive action mm-hmm. style game. But at the same time, it, it, it feels like it has the Dynasty Warrior for, uh, warrior effect. Just waiting in the wings where after you've done this enough times, it is going to wear on you a little bit. I do like, though, that the, your the people you street pass show up. Uh-huh. as people you save or that you can save. They could also team up with you. Yeah, there's like a... personality and it's picked at random.
1: Yeah, there's like, you know, like Jim McQuillan, one of our engineers, uh, mm-hmm. showed up in my game telling me he needed uh, four new tires for his taxi cab, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so he yeah. stands at the sidelines telling you this. So you run around. In the time li- limit, you have to look in the trunks of broken taxis and get the spare tires yep. out. You're being attacked by zombies, so you do like the swoosh, 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 yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And like, of course, you can get like um, items and weapons and upgrade your character. From from your Street Pass fan, uh, friends as well, but like it kind of that's what I like about these games. It makes it more personal, mm-hmm. right? Like you're recognizing your friend, and your friend is asking for your help, and yeah, and, and ultimately
0: that's what makes Street Pass really cool. Is sort of the idea that you are sort of trading information with friends uh, based on and people you see every day, and sometimes people you you, you don't know at all, yep. you know, and just sort of having that exchange. I I hate to ask this question because I always feel like. Um, I don't know, I, I, I'm not always sure how to judge inherent value, but part mm-hmm. of me wonders if, of, of any software, but part of me wonders, is it, I don't wanna say mm-hmm. is it wrong, but is it a misstep to be charging for the Street Pass games? I feel like street Pass is an inherent feature of the system. Yeah. It is something that is meant to exchange data between games that you pay for already. Yet the Street Pass minigames—the ones that they have added on over time—which, to be fair, they've added quite a few. Flower Town, Warriors Way, Monster Manor were all part of that initial big update. Uh, Did there you was had to also pay for? It? Find Me Too, yeah, yeah. And you had to pay for at least those those three. And now you're paying for Ultimate Angler and Battleground Z as well. Although yeah. it is a discounted price, and they are good at that. Yeah. I wonder, would it be better off for 3DS and for Street Pass? If these games were free,
1: I think for consumers, of course, and for Street Pass, right, it would, it would give people something to do outside of collecting the, the, you know, uh, the puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's also not a selling point for the system, right? It's yeah. not that you learn that you get these little games for free that you want to pick up the mm-hmm. system, and so. No, I think it's fine. I think, you know, like, it would be smart if they released a free application and then to pay for applications just to reinvigorate the street passing, because that is now the problem, right? Like, not enough reason for people who've owned this thing for a long time who don't want to spend money to go back to street passing. And that's what I
0: think, that's where I think my question is coming from. It's more of the fact that if you are a consumer Mm -hmm. who is out in the middle of nowhere and therefore isn't getting a lot of street passes, this... Uh, there's just no reason for you to try no. this, yeah. you know. And I feel like, it, in some ways, if that person or if more people had a device and were street, urged to Street Pass, I feel like free games would Sh- help that. Sure, because there are plenty of games you're already buying that have Street Pass features, and you paid for those games. Yeah, so to me uh just part of like selling the street pass game is a, is a bit shaky ground for
1: me. Yeah, I, I think I mean the ideal solution would be to give one away for free and then charge for the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean people who don't find street passes can always play the shaky 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 game, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. to rack up coins and then invite it's characters the shaky, in. Shaky 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 game uh, I like. Hey, it. the other factor with the street pass games is just like whether they outwear their welcome after you've done the same kind of intro task 100 times, right? Yeah. Like that that's my feeling with some of the other games where I'm like Oh, God, I don't want to have to do this for ten characters. Hold yeah, down the shoulder yeah. button and it goes marginally mm-hmm. faster. there They do let you skip, for example, in the angling game, you um the fishing game, you Ultimate get to angler. That's yeah, bit, yeah, you get the um you get to skip the the kind of like the boat animation sequence if you hit a button. Mm-hmm. but it's still, you know it still is that fussy thing that where they're a little bit too proud of all their characters marching up and doing their little bow and all that, mm-hmm. and you have to wait for it. Cute for the first 20 times and then you're like, oh, just let me hit
0: Yeah, skip. no, absolutely. And yep. I think that part of it, like, Find Me eventually mm-hmm. wore me down because it was inevitably sort of the, uh, a lot of the same and a lot of those tasks were on Skip. Mm-hmm. Or at least they felt so at the time. I'm not sure if now with some of these updates if those have been changed.
1: Yeah, and you can now remove those games from your home screen too, mm-hmm. right? Like, they gave you more controls over it. Uh, the VIP room seems a bit confounding Actually, yeah, I actually paid for that, that but only because it exists and I need to tell you whether it sucks or not. But okay, it's yeah.
0: Like, I'm also buying it as well.
1: It, it's just, you know.
0: It seems as strange as an additional purchase as well. Like, it almost makes you wish... Um, Nintendo was a little more open to I don't know Facebook or something hey. like that, just integration with platforms where you already have a friends list.
1: Yeah, it's very much targeted at the super collector, right? Like the guy who gets the Miyamoto Mi and goes, "Oh, I need to somehow keep that one around," right? Like that's it's such a or separate them from the yeah. mass
0: of people. Exactly, who it's with. such
1: a special thing to yeah. encounter that character. Let me put them here, or like, yeah, it's it's really for collectors, but it's it's a pretty anemic package. So I, unless you're
0: yeah, I, I well, don't know. That I can recommend yeah. it to anyone. Yeah, it's actually. something that
1: again works
0: more in Japan than maybe here. Maybe street that's Passing it, is a yeah. lot more, um, or at least when well, I was there, I don't know if that's still the case today. But two years ago, Street Passing was still you can run into anyone with a 3DS. But that was also right at coincidentally that was around a Moscow yeah. launch. So I don't know if these days it's it's a lot drier. Very
1: true. But the the two games are both um, solid. I mean, I'm enjoying playing them, so okay. I'll, I'll keep on. Uh, I went back to Street Passing, so it. Definitely worked for me.
0: Well, I went back to Mario Kart 8. And wow. let me tell you, there's a lot of reasons to go back to huh. Mario Kart 8 these days. I can think yeah. of a DLC pack that's pretty cool. I can think uh-huh. of a 200cc that is, I believe, a free update for everyone. You didn't hmm. have to own the DLC to get 200cc. I will say, and we've talked about this before on this show, 200cc is insane. Uh (laughs) It is really fast. And you have to change the way that you play the game, change the way you race in order to really get the most out of it. Like, you have to brake a lot more. Mm -hmm. You have to start your turns a lot sooner. If you're on a bike, good luck.
1: (laughs) Well, the turns change, right? Like, I was just playing a level where... You take one jump and usually you land before the second one and and catch the boost pad. But I jumped clean over it because I was so fast. I'm like, (laughs) wow! Everything changes. It's, I mean, it's such a simple idea and it's so freaking smart. Okay. It's, it like really gives you a reason to replay all the levels Mm -hmm. and you have to relearn things. Yeah. And, you know, just really impressive. concept.
0: Yeah, especially for a year after this game uh-huh. came out, it's coming up on a year. Mario yep. Kart has been, you know, a part of uh, of, of our collections or of our gaming mm-hmm. libraries, um, and I will say that. I am really impressed by a move like that. I mean, I still feel <laughs> – you have to – it's really punishing at times, and I feel almost like, wow, like I don't I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. Like is this worth getting the three stars uh, per cup, which uh-huh. is always a bragging right, right? For anyone who's really, really, really super into Mario Kart, they go for those three stars. Um, it's almost a mini form of an achievement, you would say, uh, even though it's one that's a bit more personal because you don't broadcast it everywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that's really surprising me. For that's it. That said, so we just had a live stream. You guys should check out on IGN mm-hmm. where we played 200 CC for a majority of them. How did that work? I did work terrible out? the minute I got <laughs> on the bike. So when we played the first cup, the Mushroom Cup, I crushed. Like yeah. it was, it was. Pr- I, there was one race where I fell apart. I think it was Sweet Sweet Canyon. But the rest of it, um, Thwomp Ruins, uh, Mario Circuit, and uh, I'm forgetting the name of the next, the second. Course on that track, but regardless or mm. uh, cup, but um, I was doing fine because you have to start your drifts earlier, and as long as you're doing that, yeah. those courses don't have a lot of twists and turns that are too unforgiving. Except Sweet sweet Canyon, yeah, there are definitely yeah. a lot of like tighter turns there. Did you discover
1: any restart. new shortcuts and like adapt to them? Uh, I'm not really good at the shortcut yeah. game. Yeah, okay. I still
0: need some time for that. I know Brendan Graber uh, has a has a video up on IGN right now that yeah. has a bunch of shortcuts in it. So anyone who's okay. interested in seeing how the physics now change, because you're absolutely right, you go off a of one ramp. And where there was a series of ramps, you're clear over like uh, all of them
1: on your way out. Um. Everything was different, just because you get so used to your game and how you play a level. And of course this game does a good job at kind of tossing something in your way and you have to adapt on the fly. Mm -hmm. But this is just relearning the entire track because you do have to break. And I don't know. I have to play a little bit more with some of the the maybe the the lighter carts or something, just to see how I adjust it. So but, online, that yeah. seems to
0: be the advice: go with a lighter character yeah. because the heavies just don't handle it so well. Yeah. Uh, Baby park at 200 cc. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: but by the way, even at 150 cc, I was playing with my kids who know that track so well. Baby park. Yes. Okay. From the from the previous game, right? Mm. And they they. They rejoiced when they saw it because they just love the visuals, whatever. Um, and then they're like, oh my God, it's so fast. But we were playing on 150cc, which they've played, you know, a thousand yeah, times yeah. in Mario Kart 8. But just having that yep. same track now yep. in this game, you realize what an upgrade well, it is. Well, it's a seven lap race, which is yeah. also
0: something you, you kind of quietly don't realize that you're like, man, how many times have we gone around? Yeah, yeah. And then you realize seven? Yeah. Seven times? Uh, but it, but it is absolutely rad. Yeah, those it's very, those, very those cool.
1: new and old tracks. I mean, F-Zero, seeing F-Zero in Mario Kart represented this way, like oh, so blue actually means water. I mean, yeah. it has a water slide po- uh, slide portion to it. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. Nah, what, a, what a great content package. So if you are an owner of Mario Kart 8 and you haven't downloaded the add-ons, what are you, what are you waiting for? Yeah, Seriously, no, you, you're really missing out on some, some
0: really good tracks, some really good Man. courses. Um, they all feel
1: really good. I haven't seen a single new track that I go, hmm, I don't want to play that. They're pretty. Yeah. And then, uh, the, again, the attention to detail... We talked about that from the trailer impressions, but now when you play it, like the villager going, when he gets hurt, right? Like like it has all the little, um, the little moments and like sound effects and like, you know, the apples falling from the trees and it's so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, there, there's definitely a lot to love in them. Uh, definitely suggest you check them out. Someone asked on the stream about what this spells for the future of F-Zero at all, if anything? Like, is 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 this a sign that F-Zero is coming? I don't think it necessarily is. I think Nintendo is just very aware no. how much people like F-Zero or at least want another game, the fans that are out there who, who absolutely, absolutely do want one. I feel that 200cc is a step closure, but it does not replace F-Zero because the rules are yeah. different. F-Zero is such a hardcore game. GX is one of the most skillful racers yet made. Like, you have to really know... Exactly how to. It's almost as technical as a as a as a driving simulator. Yeah, like it's super super hardcore. And and even though it's designed as an arcade racer.
1: Yeah, and the original was very much a um, you know the original was very much focused on racing and didn't really have any weapons or anything. You know they add the spin with. Uh, with 64, which added a little bit more of an offensive element. Sure, Mm -hmm. you could bump into people before that anyway. But, um, you know, I thought... uh, I'm curious to see if Mario Kart 8 serves actually as an impetus to bring back F-Zero, because even the Nintendo teams gotta have a blast playing that track, you know, and like hearing the music and like maybe they'll have the kind of, maybe they'll also add a little bit more of an action element to it to make it sell to people who aren't just into pure racing. We'll see. And I
0: purely think that's the reason why we haven't seen an F-Zero and I've said that before on this show. The idea that they just haven't landed on what the next cool thing could be Mm -hmm. to either make that game more accessible or make it something that people are, not just the same thing. Like it can't just be F-Zero GX. I know no. some people really want that that game is hard as heck and, and the, by the way oh go ahead no well, and that
1: go? game is a that's an amusement vision game like Nintendo would not make that same game you yeah know? they wouldn't like just like they wouldn't do a, a, a you know a Metroid like the last one yeah yeah game.
0: No. But uh, just like that, Brian Altano Wait, is here. Guys, how what have you been? Going? Going? I, so I was shooting a
2: quick Star Wars video for okay. IGN. They have me Ooh. doing a lot of those these days because okay. Star Wars is a big Star thing.
0: Star Wars is a big and thing. I nice just got coffee. back from Star Wars Celebration. Can I you, did. Why don't you talk a little bit about that before we go into Brian Altano's five uh, Nintendo E3 2015. I'm I just jump in and got to go on the spot like that. Um, no, not yet.
2: Star Wars Celebration was great. It was one of my favorite shows I've ever so I've ever worked. Yeah, I'm uh, jealous too. You guys should go next year. It's in London next year. It's yeah, of, that's really convenient. Yeah, it's <laughs> super convenient. It's uh-huh. of, I'm just going to jump it's on not a plane. Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it was actually uh, it's it was a really kind of really interesting magical time to mm-hmm. to be there because the new Star Wars trailer had just hit that morning. Then they opened up the show floor and everyone was just excited. Like they were just it was a lot of happiness in the air, which Mm -hmm. I don't think you get. I think you get excitement and happiness at gaming conventions, but there's also a lot of doubt and cynicism and negativity. And there's a lot of sort of like, Mm -hmm. I saw the demo, but the the frame rate wasn't good or the graphics weren't great. Or, you know, it's a lot of kind of 18 to 35 year old adult males who are angry about something. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a blanket statement. I know, but there, I, I feel like star Wars celebration, I think changing, calling something a celebration (laughs) really does I mean it's it's sort of like being like are we going to a like a housewarming or are Mm -hmm. we going to a party Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to a party. Okay, yeah. let's party then. Celebrate like, if E3 was called Video Game Celebration, I think it would be a totally different show. You know, I think if PAX was called Penny Arcade Celebration
0: yeah. and not Exposition or Convention. Like, but these being, are just kind of uh, but words. But being, like, a lifelong Star Wars fan, that is yeah. the ultimate convention to go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you at any panels? Like, what? What? What's uh,
2: no, I was around? actually at most – I was almost 100% on the show floor just mm-hmm. walking around talking to people and shooting videos and, mm-hmm. and checking out exhibits and, and shooting. Show um, like <laughs> uh, like people. There were there was a tattoo pavilion. I think they should have called it Tatooine. They didn't though. Totally missed the ball. Nice. Uh, uh, they it. were <laughs> they were just like action figures everywhere. Old ones, new ones, stuffed animals, toys, like all sorts of posters and artwork and Any artists. The games there.
0: on sale. The older games. Yeah,
2: there were there were definitely some games there. But in terms of video games, there were there was that that one you played the arcade
0: game. Battle right? Pod. I was just th- yeah. thinking about that. That was there.
2: Yeah, and <sighs> it's such a good game. I think someone said they wanted to buy it. And it's, I think it, the game cost, take Th- a guess, $30,000. It's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, it's $30,000. So someone yeah. who
0: works here may have text Pair frantically saying, We need one for the office, please, that after you? he played it. Was that you? Uh, perhaps.
1: <laughs> and the answer Someone was, may have not found enough money to pay yeah, that. Yeah, heck no. Thing. Do you know how
0: much it costs? And then yeah. he sent me the price. Like, so, how much does it cost to play? Not thirty thousand. I'll say that. <laughs> is, no, it, uh, is it a dollar so game? So I played or? at D- Dave and Buster's, where you buy a card and you swipe. Right. So I don't remember. What the exact, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Remember what the exact exchange rate was? Because that's how that's they get editor you. Editor money. There's a yeah, yeah editor money. More mm-hmm. like the, uh, let's not talk about poverty on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm serious. Like there's there, uh, Dave and Buster's does this strange conversion rate where you're not entirely sure. It's kind of like a Microsoft points. Remember? Yeah. You didn't know what the dollar to yep. actual yep. Microsoft points were. Like even Bill Gates. It's had to well, there's probably a, tell you. You know, like
2: there's a like Star Wars has a very rich history with video games and yeah. that's continuing with Battlefront, which you know, the demo we saw looks really cool. But it also got me um it got me really kind of oddly nostalgic for the N sixty four Star Wars game, me Shadows too. of the Empire. Yeah. Which is not a great game. It's really but I still clunky. It's it's very clunky, but I still played a lot of it. And I think it had it was incredibly ambitious for the time to have to, to kind of jump from um, space battles to on foot stuff to speeder bike stuff. It's the first
1: 3D battle of hot that blew us all away. And you know what? I still maintain that the snow speeder feels better than the snow speeder in the later games. Mm -hmm. You know, in the Factor 5 games, I feel like... (gasps) The Shadows of the Empire one, the Snowspeeder feels great. The first-person shooter, like, on foot elements are really hokey and kind of crap. Yeah, they're not yeah. very good. And, yeah. like, the train sequence was annoying. Like, the IG-88, yeah. like, yeah. Home Yeah, that, home that was a really one, bad But level, it was the advent know? of, like, Home um,
0: Console 3D, and so yeah. everyone yeah. was just like, this was the best thing that we had at the time. And then the
1: sound clips were super short. Uh, yeah. You know? you um, one that? of the
2: things I really did like about it was it dipped into some of the comic books and some of the side stuff like, mm. to for its characters. Like, the main, the main protagonist was Dash Rendar, and he yeah. has that weird... Mm-hmm. it's like he's a He's like a he's Han Solo, but even more of a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a he's got a Millennium Falcon that's kind of like even the outrider, like, That wonky looking Millennium Falcon. Got a the model outrider. of it. Um, yeah. And it was cool to see like you know there's there were people had copies of that game on the show floor, and it was yeah. like I remember getting that N64 box and bringing it home. Wasn't
0: brand new, like sealed copies? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, My, that's yeah. so cool. My yeah.
1: favorite thing is on his Facebook po- uh, page, Brian posted a picture of him and Max hanging out in the cantina, yeah. like on the set, and I made a snarky comment saying like, oh, I remember this scene, the, the short one, I didn't say fat one the yeah. short one gets his arm cut off <laughs> making a joke and then he. the next day he posts a picture of him as walrus man, he yeah. actually dressed up as walrus man. Yeah,
2: we uh we got to go backstage at the cantina set at the StarWars.com live show and they said, do you guys want to be a cantina aliens?" And I'm like, sure and they're like, who do you want to be? And I'm like, well, I love I love Ponda Baba, you know, who's the guy he's got the, <laughs> but the, the, butt, but the mouth. butt cheek yeah, chin, yeah, and appear. he's got those bug eyes yeah. and they're like, oh, walrus, walrus man. man. I'm yeah. like, sure so they go, okay, well, you're going to be walrus man after he lost an arm. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, what does that mean? And they're like, so we're going to put on this costume and we have to strap your arm behind your back. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put on these heavy boots and heavy shirt and heavy jacket and we're going to put a wolf hand on your left hand. And we're going to put this rubber mask over your head that you can't see out of almost at all. Like 99% no vision. So my arm, the jacket I'm wearing is actually (laughs) severed right here and there's Uh this bloody stump. And then my face (laughs) is completely obscured and I'm wearing all these heavy clothes and they walk me backstage to uh, this this cantina set and they sit me down, and I can't see. And I'm breathing. I'm just like, <sighs> and it's hot. I can't see. The you are in I character. Breathe. Yeah, I'm in character. <laughs> yeah. And the bartender comes over to me and starts talking to me in, star- in uh, some language I don't understand. And I'm like, I. this is the closest Spanish. I've ever felt to like getting kidnapped. Like, I don't understand what's going on. She was but,
0: speaking Spanish. Yeah, she's speaking
2: <laughs> Spanish. And they hand me a drink that I can't drink because uh-huh. I'm wearing a mask. Or I'm yeah. just like, and I'm just babbling. Uh-huh. And after 15 minutes, like, I don't like you either. Yeah, I don't like you either. <laughs> That's his buddy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After 15 minutes, they go. You can go, and they take off the mask. And I'm like, <gasps> uh, yeah. And they pull my arm back out, and they take me backstage, take off the wolf hand, and I come up back upstairs. And, How long were you in that? Uh, about a half an hour total. I was in this oh, costume. Wow. Good lord, and that's it pretty... was fun. Yeah, it was definitely. I definitely ever. Re- it looked so good.
1: Yeah, all of the stuff looked good. I mean, most all the
0: it was there to begin with. No,
1: but uh, <laughs> 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 nice. yeah, yeah, I got that. I wonder, Max as one of the uh, the band players was pretty good. Yeah, that's basically what he looks like too. Okay. Yeah. No, but um, they were so. Many cool models and sets. I mean, you guys freaked out over Life Size Rancor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Very, they're very, like, just
2: a lot of, like, the adat on the floor. Yeah, that um, great. seeing what my favorite thing was just the, uh, just the jo- children, like, mm. really happy kids everywhere, which you don't yeah. get it, Eddie, <laughs> especially so after those prequels. Well, the younglings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, because they, they the, the interesting thing about the, ki- the children is that they don't have that point of reference that we do, that the mm-hmm. prequels are bad. It's like we grew up, we watched those, we hated them, and then they just grew up, and that was normal to them to be like, these, these are children. Children's movies right. i think a lot of them get it now but um yeah to see children buying star wars action figures and dressing up as star wars characters it's just really special to me it's,
1: i'm actually really curious about that how opinion of the movie shifts like whether in the future yeah. people will not see the huge difference between them or maybe the younger generation is like oh those are cheesy but these are better yeah. like it's going to be interesting to see it all is this it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how that plays out all Yeah, right. and it, like,
2: like I, one final note is that, like mm-hmm. it kind of it did kind of bum me out that i went home and i was like what you know, where, where can I play Star Wars on my Nintendo consoles now? And, like, outside of, like, Lego Star Wars...
0: Yeah, you the old like anymore. Super Nintendo games. I don't believe they're on Virtual Console. I don't think. And so, I don't think they yeah. were on Wii, but uh, mm-hmm. someone should double check. Like, definitely yeah. leave us a note or send. Which, an email. And they're
2: really good games. Like, I mean, if you have, yeah. if you want if you're in a Star Wars and oh, yeah. you're a Nintendo fan, like, hunt down the Super Nintendo games. Like, I, you know, those Super Star Wars is really
1: awesome. I have the, I have really that one. Difficult I, yeah, let's, I have let's let's the prototype of Return of the Jedi. Really? Yeah, wow. I have the old. Whoa! ROM of spoke it.
0: too soon. It was yeah. on Virtual Console August 2009, so you can still get it on Wii. Oh, interesting. Um, in North America and in Europe, uh, also 2009, that's Super Star Wars. Uh, so you should definitely look into that if you still want to go into Wii mode.
1: Yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't have the Darth Vader scorpion, but it has scorpions on Tatooine, too. That's right. Yeah. Oh man, I, I remember uh, that dang that um, Sandcrawler level where you'd fall down again and again. Yeah. I'm like, Empire oh. Empire Strikes
0: Back and just so and it's, evil. it's such a silly thing to point out, but the level where you were actually driving the Millennium Falcon through the asteroid field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My inner child came out screaming. I mean, that, I love that scene. Like that yeah, was yeah. such a cool scene for Han because it shows off him as a pilot for the first time. I feel like mm-hmm. in first Star Wars oh, movie yeah, you, yeah. you yeah. see that. Yeah. So having that moment where it's like we can still outmaneuver the, him. Then,
1: yeah. Oh, all the oh, mode seven stuff, like the land speeder one, blew my mind. Too. Mm-hmm. When I saw that one, the, in the first one. That,
2: that whole inner child thing was sort of, it's been kind of like the running theme of the last, you know, mm-hmm. eight days for a lot of us who saw the new Star Wars trailer and for me who went mm-hmm. to Celebration. And I feel like. There were two running themes with with my childhood growing up, and that was Nintendo and Star Wars. And Star Wars has been dormant for so long. And Nintendo, I get to talk about with you guys all the time. So it was cool to kind of bring that side of it out.
0: But this is
2: a Nintendo podcast, so let's get into Yeah,
0: We'll go back to that. I do want to end, though, on that the publisher for the Star Wars games on Super Nintendo was – jvc yep. later released by thq oh interesting and then the last basically the rights holder is LucasArts, who no longer exists yeah now, i hope deep down somewhere someone at nintendo who listens to this podcast will go hmm this would be cool that when these movies come out yeah or now's the time. up to it like just yeah. put those out again and like those are good now games. is now is absolutely New time. virtual console I'll, i i'm pretty sure there are a lot of people who would gladly go back to
1: those for games. sure yep yeah, yeah. You were going to redisco- point something out before. Uh, no, no, I was I, I was going to move on to uh, to to the little Jose present since you were talking about There's rediscovering a Jose present. There's a little Jose, a Jose present. Jose pre- yeah, I don't even pre- know what
0: that is. You know, Uh-oh. Yeah.
1: So, uh oh. So you know, you talked a lot about how the Amiibo race was was losing you, right? Okay, yeah. And so oh my Ben God. Fisk from the uh, NVC Amiibo group what on Facebook wants to make a final appeal saying, Jose, don't drop out yet. He sent you a, a gold Mario. Wow. Dude, this is a um, gold
0: Mario. So this is live. I did mm-hmm. not know this was I didn't a tell thing him. at all. He didn't tell me. That's awesome. I noticed awesome. he came in with a box. Why does Mario look cross-eyed? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. Ben? Yeah. Uh, ben, thank you so much. I'm looking at this right now for the first time and this is this is amazing. I don't think... Uh, so that's I, the one you didn't get, right? It is the one I didn't get. So uh-huh. and I have to just uh, really quickly address this. There have been a lot of folks on Twitter asking me or, or trying uh-huh. to get me to like, hey, do you need one? I can grab you one. I kind of don't always uh, feel appropriate, like, hmm. accepting those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate the lengths to which people are willing to go. Uh, in Ben's case, I have no way to say no at this point.
1: Exactly. That's <laughs> but, uh, why you sent uh,
0: it to I'm me. You're holding it. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. holding it, so I guess but, I own it now. But
2: furthermore, and I think the, mm-hmm. b- the bigger thing here is
1: you're – your back aren't oh, you
0: <laughs> i don't know man i don't know but See, i really appreciate I, the gift uh i will think about it
1: i feel like that plugs the gap and now you're complete again so you have to go after the I'm next not, wave
0: I'm, I'm not complete i don't have a single pre-order on the last one i have a friend who is uh coming through with ness and that's it yeah. uh but I, ben i will reconsider my position thank you so much for sending this over and uh yeah n- nice surprise i will say that that was really cool are you gonna open it I like no, that know. absolutely no, not. not no I'm going to keep it in the box with the rest of them Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's how we work alright so we're going to take a quick break but when we come back Brian Altano is going to bring you his five Nintendo E3 2015 predictions don't you go anywhere Taro here with Brian Altano and Pear Schneider and to kick things off my man Brian Altano <laughs> man. is going to give you his five Nintendo E3 2015 predictions last week's show Pear and I traded some Marty Sliva was a guest on the show also <coughs> gave us some of his okay. so
1: Brian paint me a picture. Well, we gave you a lot of time to prep for this.
0: Yeah. At least
2: three... Al- three minutes. minutes. Three minutes. Yeah. Maybe a little... So long. these are gonna be amazing. So this is this is a hybrid between what I want and what I hope. Because I think if it... Or what I know is... What I think is gonna happen is d- very different than what I dream will happen, right?
0: Well, Brian, let's be fair. Predictions for Nintendo are pretty much like... You just throw... Stuff at the wall. Mario Zelda Star Fox. No, 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 but I mean, in terms Guy of Fox. that, you can't Frog always Fox. predict what yeah. they're going to throw yeah. out there. Like I would,
2: I never would have guessed Amiibo a few years ago. I never would have guessed like the Animal Crossing yeah. House Arrest Edition, <laughs> any of those things. Um, so one thing I want to see, and I'm actually hoping we'll see, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a good feeling about, is a new, a new. A new entry in the Punch Out franchise, and okay. I don't think that that means a dedicated Punch Out game, but I do think it means uh, something new pertaining to Little Mac mm-hmm. and and his wily gang of Coyotes? overtly S- racist oh, friends. Stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> stereotypes. they're not racist; they're stereotypes. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what that's going to be. I have a feeling like we'll see something for Wii U, and I think it'll be a downloadable game. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think that they would go full fledged retail for yep. Punch Out these days because I don't think it has the same. Uh, I think they played that nostalgia card once mm-hmm. a couple years ago with Punch Out for Wii, well, which is sort knocked of like it out of the park. I mean, I mean, they Next did a great job.
0: Games developer, yeah. props to you guys. You yeah. crushed it. Um, what are they working on now? They're working on something for Nintendo that they haven't said. Okay. Uh, at least a couple of, I think it's been over six months or a year from ago. Like they had a statement saying, "Yep, we are pledged to working with Nintendo on future stuff." That is all, mm-hmm. and that was it. They've been quiet it's, ever since. I will gonna be- say. I did run into some folks who may work for that studio at a Destiny panel once at GDC which I thought was curious but the thing is at GDC developers go to all kinds of panels right. so would that mean they're working on a sci-fi game? I don't So think
2: Destiny's so. coming to
1: Wii U. Got yeah, it. Yeah, we got it. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's going to be Punch-Out Cross uh, final fight. That would be fun. <laughs>
0: I lo- that I sounds love, awesome I know
1: I love making super specific <laughs> predictions that can never come through because if it happens man it's like the lotto
2: I mean yep. like a, a side scrolling mm-hmm. punch out beat him up with little, little Mac, Mac training
1: yeah. would yeah. be awesome yeah. 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 like he's
2: just he leaves the boxing gym yeah. and he finds out that uh, the Mad Gear gang has taken over the city and That's stole right. his girlfriend and he has to beat mm-hmm. the crap out of all of them and, and, and like pink haired princess peaches why is is attacking? final
0: fight cross double dragon never happened?
1: I don't know I don't know they, yeah. they just run on different blocks, yeah. like, different sides be. of town. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: different sides. Um, they're,
1: they're, they're two interpretations of the same story. Pretty much. Yeah, but and you it's you also get, like... You can't um, merge the universes. It's it's
2: like Billy and Jimmy Lee, they don't
1: want to hang out with the mayor. Yeah,
2: they're in high school. True. They want to yeah. like smoke cigarettes behind mm. the gym. Okay. Um, number two, and this is a weird one because it, it goes to something bigger, but I predict that they'll announce and show a Legend of Zelda Amiibo set, a dedicated one. Now, you're probably uh-huh. saying, but Amiibos have to work with games. So I think they will work with the game, but it won't be a new one. I think they'll either patch in existing the Amiibo support into Majora's Mask in some capacity or they'll do something with Twilight Princess.
0: I think uh, the Majora's Mask one the ship has sailed, you but it's I done? do yeah, but I, but I I mean last show uh, you pr- I don't know if you heard my prediction, but I said Zelda Maker it's gonna be a thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Is so, the uh, Amiibo works with Zelda Maker? Maybe. Yeah, I mean that. God,
2: I, 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 think we're we're a long time away from seeing something like that happen. I would mm-hmm. love to see Zelda Maker. I mean, that would be fantastic.
0: I mean, I think as long as you're making dungeons, you're okay. You're not yeah. making overworlds. You're not making you right, know, right, right. Uh, Kakariko Village. You're making. Well, it would have to. It would dungeons. have to
2: be two D top down, right?
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. we said the the art style, or I said the art styles would be the Legend of Zelda, uh, Link to the Past a link between worlds yep. and you could probably throw and in Four, the four swords, swords. swords somewhere um yeah. somebody
2: had faked something over the weekend which was that Twilight <laughs> Princess street pass that someone was playing oh, it on 3DS yeah. i know it's skyward but, sword
0: right yeah but yeah. I, oh skyward sword yeah. right no no it was it was twilight princess on 3DS it was twilight princess 3 Tri- ds
2: so i i mean ever since we read about the i heard about the zelda delay i've had a i've had this hunch that they're going to put something in place to kind of satiate console zelda fans
0: for a little while
2: between now and
0: then Zelda maker believe I don't think it's that <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> I don't think I'm don't so, just yeah. pushing it I I hear you I think they in the meantime
2: you take something like Twilight Princess or Skyward but Sword but wouldn't
0: you worry that putting in a Zelda in it's place would signal for some people that Zelda Wii U is not for Wii U no I don't think that I don't I, think that at I, all that would make me jump to that conclusion no
2: I think it's just it's Pair, just Pair is quietly yeah I would too spo-
0: yep I would totally do that. Yeah. Think, um, okay, no, but fine. I think you're right going. in terms of there's another Zelda thing in the works.
2: Yep. Okay. Number three, we will we'll get Animal Crossing Wii U, and it'll that'll be one of the last big flagship titles for for the console. Like oh. in terms of like big, you know, ret- retail sells a lot of units type of type of thing. That'll be their last big like get on in here and get this console. Um, and I I think that. Uh, That'll utilize the graphics that we saw in the in the that weird demo thing. Animal there. Crossing uh-huh. Plaza. Yeah. Waddle no. waddle. yeah, yeah, which was really cool because uh, I just feel like Animal Crossing is constantly in their verna- in vern- vernacular, and it's not really something you see a major entry in the series. And I don't think they are doing all this stuff with Animal Crossing tracks in in Mario Kart and doing all this stuff with the Animal Crossing Amiibo set just to use them for. That
1: Animal Crossing house, ar- ar- arrest. house
0: arrest version yeah. minigame. You know? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: See, I had the How same prediction, but I said that that is the the take it on the go version that connects with the Wii U version. And like, what if it came to mobile phones and everything? And like, because that it, you know they they never want to tether. I think Animal Crossing to your home, but they have yeah. to with Wii U. That would let you go take it yeah. out. So, in Japan, they had a 30-second a
0: trailer-like TV commercial for Mario Kart 8, and it kicks off with Isabelle at a desk. Yeah. Just like... Uh, basically Animal Crossing or, or the way she would deliver something in Animal Crossing. I thought it was incredibly cute, but I also thought, oh, my goodness, like, is this another, like, signal? It probably isn't. It's probably just them reusing assets to make something like that work. See, but it still makes you go,
2: Yeah, and, and it's kind of like like maybe we're, we're boxing in the dark here and we're just going like, oh, these are all, cy- you know, little symbols and stuff like that. And maybe they're not. But then I look at something like Majora's Mask and, like, There were there's a there's a birdseed trail leading to that game (laughs) that they hid in a bunch of different things for a while. They were just sort of like here's a little reference, here's a little nod, like Link Mm -hmm. between worlds had an actual mask in the in the shop just sitting there that you could Mm -hmm. hide behind and wear basically.
0: Yeah, it's funny we asked Don about that and he was like, yeah, I wasn't really trying to do that, but I guess because even like there was like a wallpaper they put out that had a like a a spring background. It was Link wearing you know a mask and it was for twenty. Fourteen or fifteen, I don't remember. But anyway, yeah. um, sorry. That, that's funny yeah. though. The breadcrumb trail. What's next? What do you um, got? Number
2: four, I think we're going to see the first glimpse of a Nintendo partnered or developed mobile game, and it'll be out that day. It'll be like, here's our first mobile game, and you can play Woo. it right now. 83 yeah. E3. E3. Whoa. And I don't, I don't think. I think it'll just be sort of testing the waters before this entire partnership goes full fledged and, and public to everything. But I think they'll be like, we have a mobile game out, and you can play it right now.
0: Yeah. And that would be earlier than what they're saying. They said not to anticipate until fall. So that would be a nice surprise, I would imagine, yeah, I if think, it were that quit soon and that early.
2: Yeah, and I think it'll be something, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll be like a match-three Pokemon game or it'll be a WarioWare game or it'll be something that's sort of like a simplified version of something you can get already, free to play. Uh, but it's 100% my prediction. I don't think it'll be a full-fledged Legend of Zelda or Mario game, but it will be something like, we're sticking a pinky toe in the water today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have a number five. So number,
0: five a number five.
2: Number five is that I'm I'm gonna have a really good time, and I'm really excited for Nintendo's E3. Oh yeah, we'll see Zelda.
1: Uh, Even though gonna, they said it wasn't gonna be there, we will see I, trailer. So yeah. you're, you're not you're not gonna go to the Square conference? No.
0: Ooh yeah, did you hear about that?
1: It, what, what is what does Nintendo have Enix to do with that?
0: Is well, because Square Enix's new E3 conference. I I feel like they haven't had one in a really in a long time. time yeah, uh, they announced it for. Tuesday at nine a.m. Yeah. Which is the time slot Nintendo always has their mm-hmm. conference at. Mm-hmm. So right now our time is gonna be very divided in terms of coverage and even like from an audience perspective, people who have an interest in whatever Square is showing. I mean, because potentially Square could show Final Fantasy 15, they can show Kingdom Hearts 3 they yeah. can show the next Tomb Raider they can show the next Deus Ex like there are some some games in there some big stuff some big stuff uh, how does it stack up against a publisher like Nintendo who also has a cool catalog of potential games they could unveil I don't know man that's gonna be that's rough I well someone's gotta move I mean, for I, hmm. per, me personally,
2: like, I gravitate more towards Nintendo than Square Enix's stuff. Sure. But there's a, that is a huge crossover of
1: audiences there. So yeah.
2: you're, you're going to tear a lot of people in half. It's very, it's Kingdom very Hearts
1: is a big deal, I think, to yep. old-school mm-hmm. Nintendo fans yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, so I, I love what I've seen of Final Fantasy. I loved The Last Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Deus Ex was a great game. You can actually play that on Wii U, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good game. They did publish um, it there. Play it if you haven't played it. Okay. Um, yeah, that sucks. I hope they, they figure out how to get around the issue. But yeah, Otherwise, we'll have to develop a player for our homepage that has two streams and you can switch.
2: I yep. do think will end their press conference, and this is just me being, like, just the childish dreamer that I am, but they're going to say, hey, I know we said that we weren't going to show you any more Zelda, but... Let's just give you a glimpse into the world of Hyrule. And then you'll see, like, a 30-second thing that's just like, yeah. We promise it's still happening. We're still
0: working on it. I know you're excited. See you next year. Goodbye. (laughs) And everyone loses their mind. Just like last year. I like that. Uh They said it's not. That was your fifth prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Nice work. Sure. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So let's switch over to the question block then. So uh, every couple of weeks, we dig into the question vault, NVC at IGN.com, and we pull out some of your best discussion questions to answer them for at least four minutes, if not a little longer, sometimes a little shorter. First question comes from... We got a ton of questions. We this got, time got around a lot, yeah. How well, people send us questions, Jose? NBC at IGN.com. Right. Yeah, you make sure you email us and tell Fill us. Don't send it on boxes. Twitter. Don't, you know, do anything else because it probably won't make it on the show. All right, so uh, last year 3 this comes from Ian. Last year at 3 Nintendo showed off a game called Devil's Third. You guys may remember that. Yeah. Since then, we haven't seen anything on this game. Do you think that we will see this game at E3 this year? And could it be a game to convince hardcore gamers without a Wii U to buy the system? Uh, what the heck was
1: Devil's Third again?
0: Uh, we actually unveiled it exclusively on IGN. Oh, that! Okay, yeah. okay, got it. Was, yeah. it, it was and, during, like, in my
1: in my mind, I was seeing some cutesy like, yeah. SD game from Japan. No, no, it, no okay. Itagaki's it is game, not cutesy. It was supposed
0: to be published by THQ, but they went under, and Nintendo came to the rescue to publish that game.
1: And then it, it looked... The early version we saw had some issues, right? It was very yeah. choppy. It yeah. Looked, yeah, was um, early. Yeah,
0: it looked like the transition had just begun for whatever was going on there. And we don't know when the deal sort of happened. I think we asked Igaki and he was pretty uh, vague mm-hmm. about the details about who we're approached who. Uh, that said though, it is sort of positioned as a hardcore multiplayer action game. Mm-hmm. Um that's I interesting. We, yeah. I think we're going to see it at E3 then. I hadn't even thought about that yeah. game. Jeez. I think, I think I w- we're going to see it at E3, but I don't know if it really went over all that well when it was shown.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would assume that if we don't see it at E3, it's probably canceled or scrapped. Because mm. it's a year is a long time to go without hearing about a game that was pretty, not, not done, but pretty close to being, I mean, it was... It was built enough to be showable.
0: But they do have to work in that, you know, TLC to get it to run on Wii U, which means it has to use the gamepad yeah. or at least factor that in as one of the you know, I mean, places where information is getting displayed. Like, did that change the game design at all?
2: I, I would be more concerned that they're looking at sales numbers on stuff like Bayonetta and they're going, is this worth it? Like, I mean, that that game did not move the
1: needle at all. Yeah. But it, it was basically done, right? And so yeah. from an acquisition perspective it's probably better to, to release it, well, especially, you know, never. they can always do it pretty cost-effectively as a as a downloadable. Yeah. yeah, And
0: in Bayonetta's case, regardless of the commercial uh, aspect of it, I mean, critically, that game yeah. got a bunch yeah. of attention. Uh, hmm. A lot of positive scores, a crazy, like, action ride uh, for what it's worth. Um, but with Devil's Third, I'm not entirely sure it's going to convince hardcore gamers to buy the system just because... There have been plenty of, like, hardcore or gritty games, I feel, that came before. Not plenty. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a plentiful in the sense that there have been many. But the ones that have were, from a hardcore perspective, and ultimately no one, or at least that we know of, not a lot of people really bought in because of that. I think
1: Zombie U was a good example where, you know, (laughs) it it didn't end up selling. Or Batman. Um, I want to replay that game, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that game. Yeah? You like that? The last Batman
0: Arkham game, Mm -hmm. Bayonetta. You know, I mean, there there is a, a small, but uh, Deus Ex yeah. easily. Uh,
1: Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is amazing, didn't sell well either yep. on the yep. Wii U. Yeah, yeah
0: I mean, well, I think... Call of Duty has gone home.
2: I think a lot of those were ports, and they were old ports too. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was, it was sort of hard to move the needle on those For things. Sure. But, Absolutely. Um, it's, I, it's never... <clears throat> It's rarely one game that gets people to go. I'm going to walk into the store and buy this console. It's a library, and you know, mm-hmm. it's not. It's never just Devil's Third. It's it's Devil's Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventeen mm-hmm. other games are the ones that people go. Yeah, I can get into this, and it's mm-hmm. the prospect of knowing that games, more games like that, are coming in the future. So yeah. I'm gonna I think you- it's going to show.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think it's going show. show. I think it, if it doesn't show, then we absolutely know something's wrong. yeah, yep. yeah. So it does show, and even if it doesn't show during the presentation, it is at E3. I would be willing to bet that much.
2: That's actually a, a, a that would make more sense to me that it's not in
1: it's not in their direct in the, or whatever yeah in the
0: uh, what do they call it again the E3 digital event yeah, yeah but it's it's, it's on the show floor
1: look I mean Itagaki, you can't accuse him of having games that are ugly usually mm-hmm. you know like no, he's overseen a bunch of games that you know like I'm not the biggest fan because I I love my cameras to be a little tighter mm-hmm. <laughs> like his, his game and his games are very difficult too which is can, can be frustrating to me yeah but um. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to clean that that sucker up from last year, yeah. and it's going to look pretty presentable Wh- by yeah. now.
0: When his games are made with hardcore gamers in mind, so I mean they're very hardcore mechanically. Yeah. Uh, so let's see, and ultimately that space of the action game is is so. It. I mean, say what you want about whether B- Bayonetta performed or not. Like they absolutely nailed how control should be done in an action game. They yeah. absolutely did. And
2: to be fair, Bayonetta two sold better on Wii U than it would have sold never
1: being made at all, yeah, because yeah. it
2: almost was never made at all. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I, and I, I got to play it.
1: So. Th- I mean, the good news with Bayonetta is like, I think Platinum and Nintendo had another chance to get closer together again, and I'm sure that's going to re- result in a Platinum-made game for the Wii U. Yep. So I'm um, looking forward to that.
0: Just a matter of time. All right, next question comes from Chris Peters in the U.K., and he says, I'm a weekly listener, uh, loves the show. So what does Nintendo... Need to do to add value, uh, what does Nintendo do to add value to all of the amiibo that are out in the wild? Here I mean actual value, not a skin in Mario Kart or a weapon in Hyrule Warriors, but something tangible and enjoyable um and then it goes on to talk about how there is uh firstly there is no real use of amiibo in line with disney or skylanders you know we've talked about that a lot on the show secondly i buy amiibo because i like characters but it would be great if they did something more Uh, and there will be 50 of them out when the smash run is complete and they can't just be figures I'm buying for to put on my shelf, which is absolutely a valid uh, argument, sure. I believe. Trying to buy. Uh, so yeah. lastly, his preferred situation would be something like Mario Maker. You can scan your Amiibo in, and you can play a Samus or Pit, etc., uh, or a Nintendo 3D platformer. We have the Nintendo Kart Racer and Brawler. Why not a 3D platformer encompassing a multitude of characters? So the Mario Maker uh, idea, I, I do think it's cool, but I do think the more characters you put in tied behind amiibo, first of all, the more work that that takes for that game, because those characters basically aren't made to really work with with a Mario game, or Mm -hmm. with, uh, at least in my opinion, like, I feel like Mario Maker is very pure in what it sets out to be. It's sort of this, I don't know, this uh, this amalgamation of 30 years of platforming and Mario and Nintendo, Mm -hmm. and I just don't think that a lot of those other characters really
2: fit. You're also having to make them five times over or four times over for each art style in the game, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's...
0: Uh, and I will say, after playing Amiibo, tap Nintendo Greatest Bits, I don't think that's the good answer that's either. That's
1: not the answer either. Yeah, yeah. I tried it. Um, it came out in Japan, so yeah, you tried the Japan, Japanese tried version. I tried it
0: out. You can find a Let's Play, uh, it's two out, Let's Plays. It's in out in April Nigeria.
1: 30th here in America. We, yeah, got, we got, got the press release that. today. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And the, in the UK, I think, around the same time yeah. as well. Um, and unlocking demos of games that came out 20-plus years ago is just not it. I'm sorry, Like I, it didn't It didn't do much for me at all. And it's funny, because you made that argument. I was like, ah, maybe it is cool. I played it, I was like, ugh. I just, yeah. This wasn't for me, there's yeah. someone who it's for. It's definitely not myself. Yeah, How I think, do they add a value to Amiibo?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I do think that they need a game that pulls together the universe of Amiibo, Skylanders, Disney Infinity. Those games show that it's possible to keep expanding a game experience like that. You know, they obviously release add-on packs when they have multiple figures and all that stuff. Lego is gonna do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, like if, It would be so wonderful if it was a team up with Traveler's Tales, by the way, to do a Lego game in the Nintendo universe and the Mm -hmm. Amiibo were unlocking characters. like Mm -hmm. That kind of gameplay, like a simple game where swapping out the characters adds new powers but doesn't fundamentally change everything about the game would be a good solution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other stuff like Nintendo Land, right, where characters compete against each other like they do in Smash Brothers and maybe Mario has a fire flower and Samus has a blaster but they all have different powers. Like a game like that as a center point, like a a, a battle game, would be a cool cool. So you concept brought up to too. me
0: even something when you caught me leaving the Let's Play room, or right before we mm-hmm. recorded the Amiibo Tap Nintendo Greatest Bits Let's Play, where you said. I, he, you even thought like adding it that if you scan them in you have this character walking around your plaza yeah. was, was of more interesting use than what the game was doing yeah.
1: ultimately itself. Yeah, I thought like <clears throat> being able to customize the, the face of your Wii U basically, right? Like, I don't pay attention to any of the ami- uh, of the Mii's walking around now because they're meaningless to me, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's-
2: and, and it's, it's a like, sterile
1: environment yeah, with no yeah. personality whatsoever. Yeah, which is it just was kind of odd. It was very cool at the beginning when you saw it grow, and now it's kind of static. And so, mm-hmm. just scanning a new amiibo and like seeing them do funny stuff on the screen could be could be a cool little. Hook. I like that a lot. But no, I I, I got to think amiibo is successful enough. Um, For Nintendo to really think about what the game is that pulls it all together.
2: Yeah, and it's it's coming. It's just not here yet. And in the meantime, we're going to get this little drips of things like Amiibo Tap mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, weird support like, you know, Captain Toad. Like little things like that, which I'm actually okay with just little bonuses here and there, unlocking mm-hmm. skins and, yeah. and levels and stuff. Yeah. It-
1: but it's, it's coming. But it's, it, it's definitely out of the way. And it, it could be something like Wii Sports, you know, where honestly, like, you play the game, you got all your me characters, the moment you add an amiibo, you get to play as that character, and if not, not. Yeah. yeah. Right? This, like, this it could was, be something uh, like
2: this that. This wasn't in my predictions, but I think for sure we'll see some idea of what that is at E3, and we'll probably see it out by the end of the year.
0: So in hindsight, I can't help but have a lot more admiration and slight respect for the way they approached Amiibo and Smash because it still felt like an original idea. Even if mm-hmm. you're, even if you're training a bot yeah. who is going to just retain a couple of moves, and you can then take that bot to your friend's house and ultimately have them fight, I feel it's a much better application than, say, a weapon in Hyper Warriors or, yeah. you know, uh, you liked hide and seek in, uh, in Captain Toad. Yeah, have you tried that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but you didn't I like hear, it. Uh, I was lukewarm on it. Like I thought okay. it was cool, but I wasn't entirely.
1: Do you, do you not like the feature of looking for Toad or do you not like the well, concept wait, of swiping a dongle?
2: No,
0: I want to hear what you both
1: so think. So the, yeah. the reason Before I, I like, like it I was think.
2: because I beat that game and then I went back and I collected everything and mm-hmm. then that game went on the shelf forever basically, mm-hmm. and that gave me an excuse to not only revisit it, but revisit it and look at each level in a new light, which mm-hmm. I kind of liked, was all of a sudden, like, let's go back into those stages, you've beaten them, you've collected everything in them, you've 100%ed this game, now go back and find something new in each stage. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, an interesting little challenge in terms of, like, you know, it wasn't a full-fledged DLC pack, and, like, here's oh, new levels and yeah. stuff like that, but it did give me an excuse to go back to a game that I really enjoyed, and it didn't cost me a penny, so yeah. that's kind of cool. I yeah,
0: liked and, and it too. Ultimately, the the hunt for yeah. Toad, I guess, was a, a way to, you know, once you find him, that's it. You've cleared the requirement, yeah. which yeah. is ultimately what it's there for.
2: Which was an, it was another stamp on on each page in the book, which was cool. And I thought there was some clever implementation. Like maybe if you only played the first few stages, you were like, well, this is pretty derivative. But the more you get you get going, there's actually it's really clever where they hide him. And it's, it's, you know, obviously that's like a game for children is hide-and-seek. It's poking something on the screen when you see it. But it was very smart. Like, you would see him in the back corner of a level hopping around in lava like, wah, wah. And you'd, and you'd grab him. Like, it was a cool little thing to just kind of yeah, throw I, in I, I,
0: w- I guess um, I am a victim of, yeah, the first couple I tried, I was just there like, this is okay. But mm-hmm. it's not ultimately grabbing me. Um, would I have preferred, you know, like new levels or something? Yeah, it's it's nice to want things. You know, like everyone mm-hmm. everyone – Ultimately jumps to that conclusion and wants something more. I just felt slightly underwhelmed.
2: I felt it was actually, I thought it was oddly satisfying to take that toad amiibo, tap it to my gamepad, see the 8 bit toad run across the screen, jump into a level, and then go
1: find it. Even the 20th. 30th yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Every okay. single time it felt like, you know, I was like accomplishing something. With and think about I'm, how I'm you understand.
1: feel if you weren't as dialed in with you know, media and you didn't know exactly what Toad unlocked. Like, yeah. as a kid getting a notification on your Wii U saying like, hey, this game now supports Amiibo and like swiping Toad and seeing that surprise yeah. and discovery I think is really cool. Yeah. Sure.
0: All right. yeah. I-, I
1: dug it. I thought it was cute.
0: Fair enough. Okay, any other ideas to add before we switch over to Alan?
1: No, it's kind of tough question. to predict what Nintendo does, right? Like, they've surprised us so many times with different games. Like, you know, I, I got to think Amiibo have so much life left. The moment you even, like, think about Pokemon or Pockin Fighter or any of these games coming out, right, you think about Amiibo and how they would be integrated. So it's kind of tough to take a stab at even, like, guessing mm-hmm. what they're going to do with this when yeah. they design a game from scratch for it. Yeah, yeah. More I think we all think they are going to do we, that. Yeah, yeah, we believe that 100%. game's coming,
0: so it's just a matter of when it gets shown, and hopefully our expectations are not wrong. All right, so next question comes from Alan Pun. Alan says, my question this week is regarding how you treat the original review of a game after a major edition. Not something like adding a character or two to Smash Bros., but the introduction of 200cc to Mario Kart 8. This mode adds a dynamic change, as the leap from 150cc to 200cc is significantly different than from going to 50cc to 150. For example, uh, as... Uh, Also, because Mario Kart is a very core-centric game, would you consider doing a re-review, including the DLC content? So, Alan, uh, as the reviewer for that game, I think the 9.0 still stands. And uh, I want to explain why. Because yes, 200 CC definitely adds a new, fun way to play. And I don't think it changes the recommendation at all, right? On IGN, a 9.0 is an amazing game. And in no way, shape, or form is Mario Kart 8 anything less than an amazing game. But I will say that the state of battle mode, the state of the online, and how sort of uh, difficult it is to arrange a match with friends. Um, and sort of the limitations there were what held back the original review. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that 200cc necessarily addresses those changes. It just adds another fun mode to that yeah. mix. So for me, as, as the person who, who you know put my name on that thing, I, I feel like ultimately it's great, it's fun. If it were to change that review, it's probably a a fraction of a point. But I still very much stand by it's a 9.0.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think the content releases now, they're sold separately and, like, you know, we're not going to re-review the game based on the DLC that is potentially available, mm-hmm. right? Like, when uh, we actually do review story-driven DLC. so when, like, a game like The Witcher or Assassin's Creed gets a full story Last edition, of us, we review that as a product, you know, that, that you can add on to your game and as a standalone. But with track packs, it's really, really difficult to do that. But, you know... I think we've done this a few times now where we give our I mean we give our recommendation that you pick those those extra tracks up yeah, yeah. they make Mario Kart 8 a better game when you have them because you have even more variety but, right but, but not to the wonder
0: better game in terms of score yeah, yeah. yeah. what do you
1: think uh, If it's hard to tell right like I mean first of all you we can't review a game based on all the stuff you could potentially add on to it like Uh that gets really complicated I think right Mm -hmm. like you gotta review the game and then you can get give separate recommendations for the add-on kind
0: of one of the reasons that free-to-play reviews are so hard
1: yeah but I mean given all the stuff that's in it for me if I was a reviewer the whole package would definitely go up in value mm-hmm. you know all those tracks all those characters the, no- the nostalgia factor of Zelda like if you had discovered that in the game and unlocked this track and said holy crap there's a Zelda track in yeah. it yeah. I do think you would have probably walked away saying man this is a step up from the previous games as far as like surprises and mm-hmm. everything you went." Know? yeah
0: absolutely so uh, I, I do think it's a case by case basis yeah, though for sure. but I don't think this is a case where it necessarily changes much mm-hmm. um um, and that's not to knock what the the value that comes with it. I mean, 200 cc was a huge surprise. I told you guys on the show. I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was the end of Nintendo's April Fools' direct, and I'm like, well, there we yeah. go. There's your April Fools' joke. Here mm-hmm. it is, 200 cc. Yeah,
2: I, I think I think it's less. Uh, the 200 cc is less of the bigger deal than than four new cups over the last yeah. six months or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of the bigger that that's that's adding more value to the package like you said but i don't know if that moves in uh, moves the number anywhere mm-hmm. because i feel like it's continuing to do what the game set out to do we don't yeah. genuinely Judge games based
1: on how much content. Yeah, they Yeah, it's have. not a checklist no. on all yeah. oh, fourteen levels equals an extra our, x points. Right? We don't yeah. we don't
2: start with like we don't start with hundred and, and then move the number down based on how few things they have or whatever mm-hmm. or how many things they have, um, and we don't do the same thing when new things are added. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I think that. That the number stays the same because the game is continuing to do what it set out to do, and it did that well at the at the gate. We, we When we review games at IGN, we judge them based on how well they're doing what they're trying to do.
1: And I think re-reviews and score changes are absolutely in order yeah. if something fatal gets fixed or something gets changed that really changes the experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, our review wouldn't even be the same. Minecraft's a great example. Yeah. Reviewing the original mobile review of Minecraft, which wasn't even the full game, you had to re-review it once they updated it and then- added all these factors whereas like you know adding a a few ocelots or something to Minecraft is not going to fundamentally change the package and the value of the package but imagine you reviewed a game and you said this game is so easy I'm just not enjoying it
0: so with our original review uh battle mode was one of the things we mm-hmm. brought up, and that was never addressed through a DLC. Had that right. been slightly addressed through a DLC, I think you could have made the argument absolutely we have to then revisit or review for it. Or look at the limited communication, the limited way yeah. that you. basically I'm better off sending a text message than I am trying to use the in-game system yeah. to set yeah. up a match. Like the, That kind of stuff was really limited in terms of communication, and it's something that continues to be a, an issue across a lot of Nintendo games. Yeah. Um, so but just putting that out there for yeah.
1: folks. But we are absolutely open to re-reviewing yeah. games if something fundamental has changed that is not a hey one more le- level yeah. got added or something it's yeah. more about fundamentally changing a flaw yeah. or enhancing a feature and we're not
0: here to give mm. you a review yeah. roller coaster where today it's a 6 <laughs> and then yeah. tomorrow it's a 10 yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we've seen other you sites know? try to do that
2: and it's not yeah. it's just not our it's style it's just not practical um, I will personally say that if they add a battle mode with block for it I will change my personal review to <laughs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> 10 uh, or, yeah, okay. right.
0: <laughs> well last question 10. for the question block and then we're going to go because uh, it is late on a Friday and we really want to go home so last question, <clears throat> excuse me, comes from Gabe. Gabe What's says, up, Gabe? Uh, hey, my guys, my name is Gabe oh the show. I wanted to ask about Nintendo's decisions. I will always love Nintendo. I have always had a Nintendo console in my house and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. However, as you may know, they have problems. The company, not the consoles. As as fans, we have to deal with Amiibo scarcity, no third-party support, lackluster online, different regions getting different services, i.e. being able to purchase Amiibo from Nintendo's UK site. However, in the U.S., uh, for us, the new 3DS not coming with Majora's Mask preloaded, but Europe got it. Below expectation, Wii U hardware sales, and many, many more. If you could fix one of Nintendo's problems, which would you choose? What do you think would make the greatest impact wow, in Nintendo's favorite? That's model? a this well, is right, really,
1: really good question. Great
0: question, Gabe. I'm glad you sent this That's first. easy
1: for me. Ooh. Yeah?
0: Yeah. Oh, excuse me, Mr. I'm cool. So what is so easy about it?
1: Well, if you could fix one of their problems, as much as I love Amiibo and would want to buy them, one of the core problems... For me, with with the Wii U, is that I love this machine. I love the games on it, but its appeal is limited because of the overall breadth of the uh, the lineup, the the software lineup. And so, I would fix their third party relations, and you know, uh, basically. the moment you boost the amount of original software that becomes available on this platform, you have a vibrant platform that then more players play so you have more people to play with and and more people discover these amazing games. That's the biggest issue sure. for me with a limited platform. It was similar with the GameCube, right? It was... Somewhat similar with the N sixty four, where people discounted the N sixty four because of the cart format. But with the Wii U, it's really, really pronounced. Um, mm-hmm. You can find awesome. Thir- uh, you can find awesome uh, indie games on the platform, but you know, is a limited experience. So I have my answer, but if you have yours, I'll let you
0: go first. No, you can go first. Okay, so I do have mine, mine is slightly similar to yours, but not really,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I feel like the biggest thing holding them back, and at least in my heart, is sort of uh, an unawareness of to some degree where technology is right now i feel like they just do not they are not quick to adopt they are not quick to sort of grab onto things that you're seeing in other places and it's being done right and they still choose to sort of design it their own way let's take mario kart 8's update process as an example when you went to update your mario kart 8 how did you do that
1: Uh, What did I do? I started the game, then it said there was an update, then Mm -hmm. I updated it, then there was no update, and then I had to go and update it. it,
0: You're praying to the update gods (laughs) that you got it right. And when you go into the game, like I woke up on Thursday morning, I checked... It, uh, I tap on the application, launch it, no update happened. I quit the application, come back out, go to the eShop, so that in, my, in the back of my brain, everything is synchronized. Yeah. This is the excuses that oh, I've built God. around what's happening. Yeah. Then I go back into the application. Oh, there's an update. Then it starts to download. Then I check the game. And even though the update was apl- the update either wasn't applied or it wasn't there, yeah. I had to back out. I said, forget this. I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> then I got back up an hour later, went and checked, and everything was there. But I feel like that's just one example of them just slightly being behind. I think this voiceover situation is another part of that. Buying I something think, in the store. I think the idea of yeah. synchronizing like, seamlessly. So I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone lately. Ever since mm-hmm. it came out on iPhone, um, I have fallen into the Hearthstone bucket. Like yep. I'm in. I love it. I think about mm-hmm. Hearthstone all the time now. When I play that game on my phone, and when I play that game on my iPad, and when I play that game now on my Mac... I don't have to do any syncing of any time. I could play a match on this phone, stop playing, open the iPad version, everything is caught up. Everything's the same. The decks are all aligned. It's not that – like, these things are possible. Meanwhile,
2: Nintendo sent out um, Mewtwo codes a few weeks ago, and one of them you could redeem on the shop on Wii U. Mm -hmm. And the other one you had to redeem on the in-game shop on 3DS, which didn't exist – when they sent out those codes <laughs> so you had to go into the shop and manually update the 3DS version of Smash to redeem the code within the game but you didn't have to do that on the Wii U version and it was like why am I doing this Yeah, yeah. you know and that kind of goes that, that kind of partners with all what I wanted hand to hand say all
0: buying software from the eShop yeah. or, do you own this game or are you exactly buying this it. DLC so that's, do you own this that's the thing you I would change you tell me <laughs> <laughs> you that's game. your job so I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm the thing <laughs> I'm I want sorry I'm about to crack because like part
2: of me is like oh. that's the thing I want to see them change more than anything. Is that sort of dedicated about that that account system? Get it together! Like how many how many times do I have to show you that it's like it's like dating a senile person? (laughs) You're like, where did you leave the keys? I left them in the in the car. Why are they in the car? Well, you've never driven the car. That's our car. <laughs> like, how many times do I have to buy Mario sixty four before they're like, that's yours? <laughs> it's yours forever. Don't worry about it. How many times do I have to buy the original? I so, want the original Mario twenty five times. So,
1: uh, See, like, but what you're saying is, whereas I think of everyone else because I want everybody to discover awesome games, you're completely selfish. You just want to get your updates faster. And, no, I just yeah. want.
0: I want the. To, I, I want to be a Nintendo fan and stuff. <laughs> Suffering over all right, it, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the uh, there's the reward. He's losing He's I cracking. That's just, just <laughs> it. It's the end of it. No, I just cracked. But seriously, it's like I the, think other he's day, crying. the other day. The oh. other day, I turned to a friend of mine. I'm crying with laughter. <laughs> it's right here. Uh-huh. I turned to a friend of mine. I was like, look, why does every cool thing that comes from Nintendo lately feel like it comes bundled with an apology? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, uh, what is that about? Well, it's, it's their two steps forward, one step back. Nintendo. They're approach. a smart company. They make amazing games. They know how to make software. Like no one's business they they have these these accidental way of tripping over incredible ideas and then in other areas you're like who's at the wheel right
2: now it's no it's tripping is perfect and it's what they actually put into the the smash brothers game before this one Mm -hmm. it's it's your favorite character in the world running full speed about to do the best move of his life and then he falls flat on his face you know what and he gets back up and he does the move but that's part of the equation
1: look remember right there's a hardware maker named Sony. There's a software maker named Microsoft. And then there's the, the crazy toy store owner yeah. named Nintendo. Oh, I know. And when you walk into that toy store, shit is gonna fall on your head. <laughs> like there's gonna be there's gonna be a Mogwai in a cage, and you have no idea why it's there. And that's oh, it's that kind that's, of toy to store. It, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't all fit quite together. <laughs> Even if my
0: reasons are slightly <laughs> selfish, I yeah. feel like these are part of a recipe that has been holding them back for the last couple of hardware cycles. Yeah. it has. Right. This this sort of pride that they are the innovators of gaming and they have great ideas and they know what they're doing, bundled with just to some degree what can be perceived as arrogance because they're not looking over at the other pool and going, well, they got it working that way and that's yeah. really smart. How can we make that better? They're not asking that question. They're just saying, this is how we do it. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey, uh, I don't, and, and sometimes that doesn't work out. Sometimes it does.
1: Yeah, and and some of that is definitely, I mean, you you saw the chink uh, in the armor with the uh, PlayStation Vita and the PlayStation 4 as well, mm-hmm. how they can't, they're not quite on the same no. page. I mean, like, lend your Vita to somebody else and have them try to log in with that PSN account, right? Like, they, yeah. the platforms get really complicated when you have to deal with multiple systems, yeah. and you spread your development so, so it's really thin. Nintendo has so many platforms, you know? Yeah,
0: no, and, and uh, to be fair, I feel like this technology problem, to a degree, affects consoles as a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to throw Nintendo under the bus yeah. with this example, because I feel like even between your Vita and your PS4, th- it's not quite seamless yet. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still something that the hardware makers don't entirely understand, but yet you look over at the smartphone pool and those kids have it, and they're mm-hmm. and they've been had it. You know what I yeah. mean, Brian? What would you change about Nintendo?
2: Well, so I was hinting at it, but it's the it's the account system, right? It goes right into that. It's just mm-hmm. sort of it's it's that I, never knowing if there's any ownership of what I'm buying or mm-hmm. what I'm getting. It's it's rebuying the same things over and over. It's it's. It's having two systems that should know each other, but they don't. They're total strangers. They're just the like, cousins hey, they're who cousins. That, yeah, they they never talk. talk. Yeah. But, they, but the, like, their parents are always talking about how great they are together, and they're mm-hmm. not. They don't have any idea what each other does. So that's, that's my, big, my big thing is sort of being like, every time I buy a game from them, I go, this is going to be the one you guys are going to remember, right, in a few years when you go, you're reselling this game. You can go, well, Brian bought that five years ago. He has it already. It's his. But I don't. I don't have it. So I, I would like to see them finally address that. You and I interviewed Reggie before the uh, the Wind Waker Wii U came out. Mm-hmm. And we asked him about this. And he said, well, it's something we're always working on and you know, we have stuff to announce soon.
0: No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You never did. I, I think to some degree, though, it, it still is, is not so much that they're... A, I, it's hard for me to say they're not aware of it because I think Nintendo of America is very aware of it and they do try to get Japan to understand some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, Japan still calls a lot of those shots. Yeah. And yeah. so ultimately it becomes them trying their best to inform them so that they can make the best decision possible. Yeah, um,
1: and but, they may they may need an external company to help them with that too, right? Yeah. Like well, yeah. DNA. Yeah, yeah. that
0: was a token example of the first time you've ever seen Nintendo reach out to another company mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, now we own." Uh, half of you or mm. close to half of you. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the largest stake in your company is now us and we want you to help us make this awesome thing. Yeah, And I'm not saying I want to see them do that all the time, but I do want them to be a lot more aware of just where the world is right now in terms of technology. Yeah, And we, at 3DS, Wii U don't feel inherently cool anymore.
1: And they, they have made some really strange shrewd moves in the past where, you know, there's a clear leader in the market inventing some something, getting it right. And then there's another company that Nintendo a- allied itself with mm-hmm. you know just go back to like Randnet and yeah. like the the first like Nintendo internet yeah. basically was this horse racing tribune thing and like it it didn't quite work there's the CD drive maker with Philips where yeah. then that didn't quite work yeah. out and they scorned Ninte- uh, Sony and, and like they I have a really weird strategy sometimes yeah. picking the allies yeah. Um But, you know, sometimes it works out, too. Yeah, and sometimes they make Mm -hmm. something like a Wii, which absolutely
0: transformed the face of video games. For at least the first five years, the Wii was was not a fad. Anyone who still hangs on to that, like, Mm -hmm. you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, that was 100% a very smart engineering move that ultimately got them a foothold, again, on games. And then smartphones came along.
1: Yeah, and maybe right next to that Mogwai is sitting a brilliant concept for the NX, right? That's going to dazzle us when that gets announced next year.
0: Well, Gabe, thank you so much for that question. That was really deep. I feel like it was like relief to just let some of the I this didn't stuff know out. you. That was that was. Do you have all this anger good in to you. watch. Well, yeah, I like anger, it was, was too It was funny to experience. I'll it's, say that. it's because. It's
2: you care, though. It's because you mm-hmm. love no, them. No, we
0: all do, though. Yeah. I think we all, you know, pretty much have, you know, we try to do our jobs as best we can, but we also have an investment, too. Like, hey, we hope to see them kind of do well. We hope to see games do well in general. Yeah, it's not even a tribalistic sort of passion for Nintendo alone. It's just games no, in general. No,
2: I, I mean, I love this industry, and, yeah, I, sure. and I love my job.
0: Oh. So cool. Well, thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. This has been, as always, a weekly show on IGN. We're running a little late today, but we always have a show for you, so please... Be ready for that. Uh, on top of that, we also have a lot of other content and a lot of other shows. Brian has some great Star Wars videos that should be hitting the site at some point in the near future. So you make sure you keep tuned for that. Also, we are on iTunes. So we would love if you're a supporter of the show or you have feedback for us. You head on over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Lastly, you can also send in questions and feedback to NVC at IGN.com. And you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow Brian Altano at... Agent Bizzle. You can find Pear Schneider at... Pear IGN. You can find myself, Jose underscore Otero on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be back next week with more... Oh, by the way, Ben, thank you again for the amiibo. Uh, this was uh, very sweet. Um, we'll be back with next week with more Nintendo Voice